The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. I'm ready for bear. Bear. I don't want to. All right, Mr. Nelson Show. Three oh five. Yep. And guess who's barely alive? What? Me. Oh, oh, oh come on. Yeah. Oh, poor you. Back from work and uh, oh, thought I was going to get some time off and <laughs> I'm not. Well, uh, so, to be Yeah, we can review uh, COVID, yeah. of course. Oh, my uh, God. Flynn. Flynn, yeah, people. they unmasked him. And, He's uh, a gee, criminal. who did that? No, well, uh, all the king's men. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> and the king. So, oh, my God. Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we're it having a uh, terrible weather. Uh, it's like we're going to have rain for quite a bit. Well, I can't yeah. say it's as bad as 2018. Oh, hell 2018, no. it just rained oh, all year no. long. Anyway. Cry, uh, so, oh, yeah, God, a list of people are on uh, there. And no, uh, there you go. They uh, committed crimes. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, it's yeah. funny how the most transparent yeah, administration in history it is was. upset about all the transparency. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, they can unmask, but they didn't want to be unmasked. It's you know? not right. It's <laughs> so, just and that's about it. I just can't stand it anymore. I mean, this is an old story, really. Shut up, uh, And no, uh, none shut of the media will, will cover it because it's bad for their chosen party. I yep. think CBS did a little bit on it. Then you had George Snuffleupagus actually uh, <laughs> ask uh, Biden a question on this. Uh, which maybe he got it wrong, you know. I mean, oh, he is no, senile he knew at this point and uh, didn't quite understand it first. No, but. stop it. No. <laughs> so, which is it, liar yeah, or senile? But uh, will anything come of it? <laughs> uh, some underlings right. will probably be in trouble. Um, but Obama, no. No, uh, he of should be, not. but he won't. I mean, look, the greatest Hillary president didn't watch we've ever had. He was oh, actually president, so. It's not right. It's uh, well, he had a lot of gall to talk about rule of law. Oh, but, look uh, who's talking! He never Come on! Oh my uh, God! You still can't it. get over. And uh, Obama will um, was president for eight years. Hide behind privileges. That's, that's what they do. Political class strikes again. Oh, stop uh, it! Yeah. You and your conspiracy Great. theories. It's embarrassing. All right, uh, embarrassing. Red, I understand you got a Bayou crime report. Yep. Yeah, we'll get into that. It's a good one. Uh, what? Some other uh, Nelson what news did I get to do things. One? <laughs> you don't do Bayou crime And uh, of course, a brand new episode of Bubba Stargon. Now, Bubba well, Stargon was supposed to be. Uh, over at this point, but uh, oh, I decided oh, to stretch it a little further, so little space uh, it won't end with episode six. But clearly, uh, based on the Star Trek episode of Mirror Mirror, what? which uh, revealed the parallel universe of the Empire and all that sort of thing, what? Uh, was utilized again later in other shows and then completely ruined by Star Trek Discovery. Oh my God, the Star Trek Discovery do? is beautiful. Uh, so that's uh, speaking of Star Trek, they've announced they're going to do a series with Ensign Mount as Captain Pike, which is their best move yet from that crew of oh, people. Because it's a when white everything nail. else they did was absolute oh garbage. Oh, stop uh, it! But it's the same writing staff and crew well, from great. Alex Kurtzman, great. and oh. what? <laughs> Unless what? it's just his name as producer or whatnot, and uh, you know he'll get a check, you know. 
but uh, I don't know who this is. They need real Star Trek writers, and they could have something wants there. To make the world they could, better for people but who I, don't I'm with it. So there's, there's that. So anyway, there you go. I just can't do a show. Unfortunately, no, I you take can't. stuff through the week to let in preparation it. for this. I'm available. And uh, yeah, yeah, left I will uh, enjoy. Up, Shut up. Cop accused of trading leniency for sexual favors. Hey, I'm Red Neckerton. A rookie cop in Louisiana has been charged with malfeasance and third-degree rape over his alleged actions during a March 20th traffic stop. A woman accused Port Barry Officer Darwin Fontenot, 21, of forcing her to have sex after stopping her for speeding. The Port Barry Police Department says the woman had other violations and Fontenot allegedly coerced her into having sex in exchange for leniency. Third degree rape includes sexual activity between an authority figure with someone in their custody. Fontenot, a former corrections officer, graduated from the police academy in November 2019. Port Perry Police Chief Dion Arbudro says Fontenot, who was booked into the parish jail and released on bond, has been placed on administrative leave prior to termination. What the hell? Just fire him already. What, uh, whatever. The chief says that when he spoke to Fontenot, the officer admitted engaging in sexual activity with the woman, but said they met up when he was off duty. Well, hell, if he was off duty, he wasn't much of a traffic stop now, was it? Well, it don't make no kind of sense, no way, no how. But anyway, uh, the police chief says even if he was off duty, it doesn't make it right. An officer nor any public servant should engage in that type of activity of exchanging sexual favors for leniency. Well, uh, I mean, how costly a citation were we talking here, right? But, uh, <coughs> no, no, he, he was wrong to, uh, to do that. Anyway, uh, for the Bayou Crime Report, I'm Red Neckerton reminding you to keep your goddamn holes clean. The Bayou Crime Report is a presentation of Nelson Productions. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Regressive insurance. How can I help you? Flo, is it true you insure body parts? You know what I mean? Like supermodels insuring their legs and tits. Oh, yes. Regressive is willing to insure anything with premium deals second to none. Can you insure my hog? Your hog? Yeah. Here, let me show you. Oh, wow. That's so big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Want to pet it? Wait, there's something written on it. Yeah, that's my tattoo. It's the word truth. Why tattoo truth on your junk? Because you can't handle the truth. Oh, 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 oh,
Flo learned that Bob Levy's porn star name was Dick Slappin. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Woman busted for explicit jail. Virtual visit. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A Florida woman is facing a felony charge after a video call with her imprisoned boyfriend turned very raunchy, prompting a criminal probe helmed by an investigator identified in court records as Detective Ass Man. Okay. According to a probable cause affidavit, Noel Riscotti, 32, engaged in a late March virtual visit with Taffan Fields, okay, a 26-year-old locked up in Santa Rosa County Jail. The duo's video encounter allegedly became extremely sexual. During a law enforcement review of Fields' jailhouse calls, an investigator came across the March 25th video call between the inmate and Rescotti. Court filings do not reveal what prompted the review, which was conducted by Detective Assman with the local sheriff's office. Fields is serving a 15-year sentence on burglary and grand theft charges. While incarcerated, he has been charged with masturbating during a prison class taught by a female instructor and mailing a hoax weapon of mass destruction. Okay, in the latter matter, Fields is accused of mailing a letter purporting to contain anthrax to the Santa Rosa prosecutor's office. Now, as detailed by investigators, Riscotti's virtual visit with Fields came a day before the convict celebrated his 26th birthday. In the video, Fields is wearing an orange jumpsuit and sitting in what appears to be a jail pod. Riscotti was dressed in a pink bathrobe and perched on a bed in a Lake County residence. Riscotti, however, was not alone in her bedroom. As she adjusted her camera at the call's outset, a young boy could be seen standing next to the bed. <laughs> Jeez. The child remained in the bedroom during the duration of the 12-minute, 28-second video. The boy's age and his relationship to Riscotti are redacted from court filings, though it appears the child is her son. After initially speaking in a actual nature, to each other, Riscotti and Fields began masturbating while watching each other. Riscotti, with her robe fully open, is seen retrieving a pink sex toy from a closet. She then uses the device with her legs spread towards the camera. While exposing her entire nude body, Riscotti continues to pleasure herself with an assortment of sex toys. While she's doing this, oh God, the boy is seen standing next to the bed and walking in the background. <laughs> Due to the nature of the video call, uh, cops noted, Riscotti's computer screen also displayed the view of Mr. Fields masturbating, which is easily seen from the child's perspective, God. Uh, Riscotti was charged last week 
with engaging in lewd and lascivious conduct in the presence of a minor of felony. She was freed from custody after posting $2,000 bond. Fields has not been charged in connection with the explicit video chat, according to a review of online court dockets. Well, uh, yeah, I can't say that he's responsible for having the kid in the room, but... Um, yeah, they're both pieces of shit. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Say, what you wearing there, boy? Hey, oh, this is my Bubba Stargon t-shirt. Bubba Stargon? Oh, man, is that all the characters? Is that little Mr. Spot? It sure is. Oh, man, where can I get one? <laughs> you gotta head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Mr. Nelson store? Where that? Oh, you gotta head over to Zazzle.com, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com, and look up the Mr. Nelson store. Yeah, M-R-N-I-L-S-I-N. <laughs> yeah, it's just that simple. Oh, man, I'm gonna get on that and get me a Bubba Star shirt. Yeah, you'll be the envy of your friends. Yeah, except you're the only one friend of gut. Well, uh, you'll make more with a cool shirt like it. Oh, yeah! That's right, friends. Head over to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com where you can get your Bubba Stargon shirt and other great Mr. Nelson products. And now, from Nelson Productions comes a space opera adventure like no other. Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol! Well, in our last episode, everyone found out that Johnny Ray was not Johnny Ray, but was actually Dr. Saurus Lear, who it turns out is a Saurian Reptoid Changeling. Oh yes, that's been mentioned before in case you forgot or didn't notice, but uh, it's another story for later. <laughs> anyway, uh, in the midst of their interrogation, suddenly the Edsel was attacked. Damn those Venusian bitches. Yeah, Spot, we gotta stop them before they, you know, inflame our balls. What? Uh, never mind. Uh, Looney uh, status. Uh, it doesn't look good, Bubba. Uh, the Venusians knew right where to hit us. Uh, our force field is... Hanging on, barely at 45%. God damn it, what the hell? Oh, man. Secondary craft attacking us from the bottom. Yeah, typical of those bitches always fighting dirty. Oh, oh, damn force it. field down 25%. Yeah, screw the force field, open fire. Firing cannons. <laughs> How you like that, you bitches? Oh, oh damn. Force field down to, to... What? Force field disabled. Oh, uh, let's see, what do we do? Um, uh, uh, Bubba, the... Venusian commander is hailing us, demanding our surrender. Right, surrender. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's what we'll do. Bubba, that's not the Imperial way. It goes against all regulations. <laughs> yeah, well, what the hell are we supposed to do, Spot? Uh, we got no force field. One more hit and we're done. So, you know, what the hell? Uh, uh, Mr. Spot, of course, uh, the captain is aware of the dishonorable idea of surrendering uh, an Imperial ship to the enemy, but uh, I believe the captain seeks to lure them in f for a trap. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, of course. Once they get in close enough, we'll set off our self-destruct mechanism, taking them with us. <laughs> Excellent plan. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, 
Meanwhile, back in sickbay where Dr. Sardis Lear is recovering from his wounds he suffered during the interrogation under the care of Dr. Booz Hatfield. Oh, thank God the shaking and rocking of the vessel has come to a halt. Yeah, I can imagine it's uh, pretty painful for you, uh, Dr. Lear. Tell you what, I can uh, up the painkillers if you help me out with a little equation here concerning uh, wormholes. Uh, wormholes? Again? First Captain Stargon and now you. What is this all about? I got you now. Your, your great discovery on how to create a new communication array through pinhole wormholes. D didn't you work on something like that? <laughs> In the middle of a war? No. I... Oh, this is a trick. You're trying to find out my secret weapon that I've been developing. Well, it won't work. It won't work. I will secret not weapon. fail the revolution. Never. Oh, wait. Yeah. You're talking about the your antimatter bomb? <laughs> Damn it. How do you know about that? That's a long story. Listen, buddy. What? Uh, we're going to need some details about wormholes. Haven't you ever thought about what? theories and stuff about that? You well, know, uh, uh, yes. Theoretically, I mean, hypothetically, uh, say... You opened one, and through a series of uh, cosmic events, you were um, able to cross over into another universe. What? Well, what do you think about that and how you could possibly cross back to the uh, universe you came from? Uh, uh, asking for a friend. Um. Meanwhile, back on the bridge of the Edsel. So that's when I, you know, managed to achieve command of not only the Edsel, but of course the uh, entire fleet. And uh, that kind of brought us to, to right now. So, in conclusion, I hereby formally request uh, we discuss terms of uh, our surrender. <sighs> oh, boy, I really didn't need to hear your whole life story there, Bubba, because uh, I already know it. Flair Gorgon? Is that you? What? You're alive? I mean, oh, yeah. right. You're with the Venusians? Oh, God, Bubba, we're not going to go through that again. You're just going to have to accept it that I play for the other team. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, future's female, blah, blah, blah. Now, 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 surrender the ship, or rather, surrender Dr. Sardis Lear, and we'll consider sparing your lives. Sparing our lives? <laughs> Come on, Flair. I, you know, it, our time together wasn't all that bad, uh, was it? <sighs> Bubba, no, I wouldn't say bad, just stupid. Look, it's nothing personal, but uh, my new bosses have been good to me. Really good. And, uh, I, orders are orders, buddy. Nothing personal. So, hand over Dr. Saris Lear now. But I important. We've managed to get a teleport lock from the bio-rhythm to Lear. Oh, well done there, Butsy. I know who's getting a face sitting tonight. <laughs> oh, well, Bubba, looks like I'm gonna have to go ahead and blow your ship up. But tell you what, what? for old time's sake, I'll give you five minutes to reach the uh, escape pods. Tell Booza said hi. Uh, well... Uh, what the hell was that? Yeah, uh, good question. Uh, Looney, what the hell was that? Uh, well, uh, it appears another ship has entered the fray and attacked the Venusian Armada. Oh, good. Great Milky Way galaxy. What? That other vessel. It's yeah. Terraformer 1. Uh, the Emperor's personal ship. Okay. Well, it appears our heroes have friends in high places. Or... Something along those lines. What does it all mean? Well, you'll just have to tune in for another exciting episode of Bubba Stargon and the Uranus Patrol! 
Bubba Stargon, and the Uranus Patrol is written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson, with music provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Man booted from McDonald's, throws rock, and steals panties. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson, a man who'd been kicked out of a McDonald's restaurant for having no face mask, threw a rock through the window, and then later stole some women's underwear from a nearby Walmart. <laughs> Jason Daddario, uh, 37, was charged with criminal mischief and breach of peace, according to a police report. Daddario was asked to leave the McDonald's in Brooklyn, Connecticut for failing to comply with a statewide order to wear masks in businesses to curb the spread of the coronavirus. Daddario, incensed at this apparently, threw a rock through the window and then stole several pairs of panties from a nearby Walmart. Um, well, uh, again, according to the police report, he tried to flee but thought better of it when a police dog met him as he tried to leave the store. Yes, yeah, uh, canine units do tend to pretty much shut the argument down, don't they? Yeah. However, neither the canine unit or anyone else in authority in this situation have determined as to why he was stealing the panties, perhaps in an attempt to make himself a mask. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Bermuda Triangle Victim Found Perhaps, but maybe not. A ship thought to have disappeared a century ago in an area known as the Bermuda Triangle turned up in the Gobi Desert in Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Guide. Now, it has reportedly been found for real. The SS Cotopaxi set out to carry coal from Charleston, South Carolina to Havana, Cuba in 1925 and was lost. Underwater explorer Michael Barnett now believes the ship sits in pieces some 35 miles off the coast of St. Augustine, Florida, north of the Bermuda Triangle, having been caught in a sudden storm for which it was ill-equipped. The site, known as the Bear Wreck, was first discovered almost 35 years ago. And it looks like an underwater junkyard, which perhaps explains why the identity of the vessel there has remained a mystery for so long. The steam-powered Cotopaxi departed November 29, 1925, two days before sending out a distress signal received in Jacksonville, Florida. Barnett determined the signal came from the rough location of the Bear Wreck, which has the same overall length as the Cotopaxi. The measurements of the boilers sink up too, 
and one of the valves came from a company based 12 miles from where the Cotopaxi was built in Michigan. Barnett believes the ship was doomed as it confronted a storm so large it was noted in historical weather records. Insurance records show Cotopaxi's wooden hatch covers were in bad shape, meaning water flooding over the ship would have leaked below deck. The crew, 32, would have had no shelter. So, victim of the Bermuda Triangle's mysterious powers, or just another sunken ship? Perhaps, but maybe not. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Ohio woman arrested after calling 911 to report that her pussy was ablaze. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. Yes, an Ohio woman called 911 late one evening to report that her pussy was on fire and that she needed someone from the fire department to put it out with their hose. After placing that emergency call, Katrina Morgan, 50, hung up the phone. When a police dispatcher called her back, Morgan reiterated that she required first responders to come put her pussy out because it is on fire. Morgan appeared highly intoxicated when cops arrived at her friend's home in Port Clinton, a city on Lake Erie. Morgan smelled of booze and was having trouble walking and was slurring her speech, according to police officers. No pussies of any type were found ablaze inside the residence. After struggling with officers, Morgan was handcuffed and placed in the rear of a police cruiser. She was booked into the Ottawa County Jail on multiple counts, including disrupting public service, a felony, and making false alarms and resisting arrest. Both misdemeanors. At press time, no details on the current temperature of Miss Morgan's nether regions. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Alright, time to review another episode of Space 1999. This episode, we're still in the first season, believe it or not. <laughs> well, of course, they did a lot of shows back then uh, for seasons. Well, I guess they still do for some, though. With streaming and whatnot, it's actually cool to have uh, a lesser episodes so they can have a tight, concise story without, um, you know, dragging things on unnecessarily and whatnot. Yeah, that's not a story. Uh, this episode was called Earthbound. Yes, uh, an attempt to make it back to Earth, which seems all but unlikely uh, due to their situation, which is the ridiculous idea that uh, the moon got blasted out of orbit. That in and of itself is not completely ridiculous. Uh, I, I suppose you could have a force so powerful that it knocks it out of the gravitational well uh, of not just the Earth. You could do that, but not, but even the sun. So it leaves the solar system. Uh, but several times they've already encountered other planets. And again, they would not be able to escape that. And yet it keeps going. Uh, that's a problem. But uh, if you get past that one, <laughs> this is one of the episodes. It's, it's not too bad. 
Uh, previous one was the one where they, they, they wake up the guy who turned out to be a nasty villain and he was immortal and all that. Except for his god-awful outfit and walking, uh, clearly walking on stilts. <laughs> the concept and whatnot wasn't, wasn't bad. Uh, here's another one where, again, they wake up somebody. <laughs> they encounter a ship with uh, some people on there who are basically, I don't know, look like they're I don't, some sort of space wizards or white-haired Indian tribe because they got this sort of stupid makeup on them. <laughs> uh, but uh, they find them. They're in hibernation and whatnot, and they uh, are trying to examine one of them, and they end up killing the guy. <laughs> and then the others wake up. But they're like, well, uh, we understand you didn't know what you were doing, so we won't hold it against you. So they, they seem a very laid-back uh, race of people. Uh, they're led by, uh, I forget the character's name, but he was like the captain of this uh, crew of aliens and uh, played by Christopher Lee. <laughs> Poor Christopher Lee. <laughs> he always got stuck in stupid crap when uh, he should have been uh, in much uh, my, you know, better roles and whatnot. Uh, he certainly had a more elegant uh, character to him. He had a fantastic voice and all this stuff. And occasionally he would, you know, and then when he got to be in Lord of the Rings and all that, and he was Count Dooku in the prequel movies of Star Wars and all. But, uh, and uh, of course, he's forever branded as uh, uh, Dracula from the Hammer films. And all that, which uh, pained him later in life. He really didn't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> he got stuck because the first few he was, you know, it was okay and whatnot. But uh, he got trapped in that role and typecast, and uh, sometimes did it for money. And other, well, I think one of me actually did because he felt he owed a friend in the business to do it. But but the movies just got progressively worse and silly and stupid, and uh, he was stuck in that. Well. Then here he is doing this dumb thing. <laughs> but, like I said, it's one of the better episodes because it's very simple. They've run into them. They were a species of people whose planet was dying and they were looking for a new home and they they decided to journey to Earth. But, of course, the, the trip there would take too long. So they set their coordinates uh, for Earth's moon. Uh, the idea was to uh, follow that and to make contact with Earth and to see if they could uh, come to an agreement to let them uh, live on Earth. Uh, so they had no hostile intent, but uh, so that was their deal. Unfortunately for them, the, the moon got knocked out of its orbit, and so they come to it in a different area. So they recalculate and try to get back to Earth, and they said, well, we'll, we're, you know, we'll take one of you with us. They want to go back, but, you know, it's just, the trip would take 75 years, so they'll go into hibernation and head back to uh, Earth. Well, in the meantime, a character who I... I'm too lazy to check, but I think this guy was introduced in the first episode. He was like this uh, political uh, official, and since the moon is now in deep space, uh, you know, Commander Koenig is, the, is really the law and, the, you know, order of the whole place. And this political guy, a commissioner is his title, really plays no useful function. And so he's like, I want on that ship, you know. And then he ends up taking uh, a ray gun and uh, takes a hostage and then and nearly destroys the life support systems of the Alpha base and to extort them into letting him go on there. At the time, they were going to let the computer come up with a lottery of names uh, that would be selected to go 
uh, with the aliens. And uh, he didn't want to take that chance. And so he extorts his way onto it. And they get in. And they're on the ship. And the ship's leaving. And he gets into the booth. And I, oh, he didn't. He he didn't trust the aliens, so he told them to get in first. And then he got in his booth, and of course it didn't work. He takes a brief nap, wakes up, and thinks he's at Earth, and he tries to make contact with Earth. Earth and the Alpha Base picks it up, <laughs> and they're like, "Uh, it's him." <laughs> and he it dawns on him that it didn't work. The aliens are in their deep sleep, and he's trapped in this booth. And he's just going to sit there and starve to death <laughs> and be a rotten corpse 75 years later when they wake up. <laughs> so it's kind of like a Twilight Zone ending, you know, as far as that goes. So uh, couldn't have happened to a better guy. And, of course, to add insult to injury, they asked the commander whose name came up out of the computer uh, selection. It was the guy. All he had to do was wait patiently, and he would have <laughs> been selected anyway. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, so, so there was other little things with the doctor. She gets in trouble. She's almost uh, inadvertently frozen into the booth, and they, you know, the but the aliens show that they're actually uh, really nice people, and they help her to recover and get out and all that that kind of thing. Uh, just a little added drama there for it. But all, all in all, the plot points and whatnot all work out. So it's actually. A pretty good episode uh, for Space 1999, a show that I am very harsh to. <laughs> but I uh, actually have some amount of respect for and appreciation uh, out of a sense of nostalgia, of course, but also in light of recent uh, attempts at shows and films that are just absolutely dreadful despite the opportunities of uh, great effects and uh, casts and whatnot and all squandered. So something like Space 1999, uh, it's easier to forgive uh, some of the flaws here and there. So, But anyway, Earthbound, um, that, that's a pretty good episode of Space 1999. And hopefully you found this episode of the Mr. Nelson Show to be a pretty good episode. <laughs> Join us again next week when we do it again. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. Woman killed after petting an alligator. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A woman attacked and killed by an alligator in a gated community in South Carolina was visiting the homeowner to do her nails and was trying to touch the animal when it grabbed her. After briefly getting away from the alligator, Cynthia Covert, 58, stood in waist-deep water in a Kiowa Island pond and said, I guess I won't do this again. But the alligator grabbed her in its jaws again and took her under. Deputies and firefighters looked for Covert for ten minutes before her body surfaced. When the alligator surfaced again, a deputy shot the animal in the head with his 9mm handgun. But 
by that time, Covert had died of drowning with a severely damaged leg. Covert came to Kiowa Island, a gated community southeast of Charleston, to give the homeowner a manicure. The woman told deputies Cover typically was professional in her salon, but was relaxed and excited at the home and brought a glass of wine with her. Covert saw the alligator while working on the woman's porch, and when Covert finished, she started taking pictures of the alligator. The woman and her husband started screaming for Covert to get away from the alligator because they saw it grab a deer a few days earlier. Covert said, I don't look like a deer, and reached to touch the alligator when the animal attacked. She was the third person killed by an alligator in the state in the past four years. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin.